everyone, you're tuning in to Keep It Real with Khadija and here I am, Khadija Khalifa, your host. I'm here today with Tracy Cornelius. She has a wonderful podcast called Women Rocking Business. So this is going to be a really exciting episode. Hello. <clears throat> so um, let's kind of get started because obviously both of us being women in business, mm-hmm. both of us have um, children. Yeah. So what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with like the highs or the lows? <laughs> Firstly, I'm going to get comfortable, people. I'm sorry. I can't sit. Yeah, it's all going to happen. I'm going to let the mum tum hang out. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that's better. That's all good. Um, okay, so the highs or the lows. Well, I mean, the best thing probably is to start with today. Yeah. I have so much to do today. We were meant to be recording this in a booth. Yeah, we were going to be all professional. All professional. But I came back from holiday on Sunday and my daughter, my four-year-old, has got an ear infection. And then uh, following on from the antibiotics, she now has a bad tummy. So she's not been at school uh, for the past two days, which means that I have to kind of work everything around her being unwell, which is fine because you were happy to come to my house instead of the booth and we could make things happen. But it's all part of being a mum, a woman, a parent in business. And I and I don't like to always say mum and women. I know, yeah. you know, your podcast is Women Rock in Business and, and I have a blog called Diary of a Mumpreneur, but I do get some stick from men saying, well, what about us? You know, there's a lot of stay-at-home yeah. men and also a lot of single parents, uh, dads, that actually take on more of the childcare. So respect to all of you as well. This is no 100%. way intended yeah. to isolate anyone. Um, but from, from, you know, my experience as being a very hands or mum I kind of have to make sure that every project that I get involved with can work around my children falling ill or you know just yeah. needing their mums so. which just is so much flexibility that's needed yeah. isn't it and and I think that one of the things whether you are a mum whether you're a dad like a parenting as a whole yeah means that you have to have such flexibility especially while they're yeah young yeah but this is the whole reason I got involved in business in the first place yeah because I found that when I wanted to try and find a job when Kaisha, who's my eldest, she's now 21. And then I've got, for those of you that are in um, Khadija's audience and don't know me, I've got five children, one's age 21, and then I've got seven, six, four, and three. <clears throat> and when Kaisha was young, my partner worked away all the time. Mm. So trying to find a job mm-hmm. that could fit in and around her needs mm. without having any support, I didn't have any family that was around to help out with childcare and that type of thing, was so tough. Mm. Um, and so I started like investigating this whole self-employed thing because yeah. it never really occurred to me before. Like, I was born, brought up in a very traditional you know, you I think a lot of us, like I, most people I speak to, their parents, you know, the process, the industrial revolution is you go to school, you go to uni, you get a job. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's you, like did much... you get loads of stick when you wanted to be self-employed? When you Not very really. first started? See, the difference between me is mine was circumstantial. So yeah. I moved back to Peterborough because Soraya was born unwell and um, I was suffering with postnatal anxiety and depression. So I moved back home when she was a month old. Yeah. I had a job at the financial ombudsman service in London. When I moved home, I was on maternity leave when I decided to start the cleaning business. So it wasn't like I was dramatically ending a career path and, you know, my daughter was born unwell. At that point, if I had decided to be an astronaut, people would have supported me after what had happened to (laughs) Sarah, you know. So I was kind of, it was kind of win-win for me. I could just pretty much do what I wanted. They were just glad that I was okay and still, you know, still being ambitious like I always have been. I'm really glad that you brought that word up because I really want to talk about this. Okay. <clears throat> so during The Apprentice, yeah. you were, I suppose, termed, if you like. Yeah. Um, as... Oh, let me just move my phone. Sorry, because people can't see me there. So there you go. Sorry. sorry. I'm in. I'm in. I was squeezed out because I got so relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Um, Is this better? Yeah. Let's like get, <laughs> let's get close. Bit closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Um, okay. Yeah. So you were kind of um, almost branded, if you like, as being a bit aggressive. Mm. But in the experience that I've had growing up and also having five girls. Yeah. If you are showing any kind of leadership qualities, even when you're young. Yeah. You're branded as bossy. Yeah. You know, if you've got ambition or drive, Mm. you're branded as being aggressive. Or mouthy. I was the big mouth. That was me in school. So, like, what's your opinion on that? We're not allowed to swear in these, are we? No. <laughs> Let, let's try and find a clean way okay, of saying it. A clean way of saying it. A strong way. Yes, yeah, strong way. Is do you. Just do you. 
One thing I hate is people having opinions on others. Just yeah. focus on your own grass. That's yeah. my, do you know what I mean? I never look at someone who's passive or soft or not outspoken and go, oh, what a loser. They're so passive and soft <laughs> and not outspoken. You know, like I never yeah. do that. So why do people need to do it to me? Yeah. I am the way I am and I love the way I am and you be the way you are. Yeah. Terrific. If it was a world full of passive, softly spoken people that maybe wanted to play it safe, then it'll be a very boring life. If, if it was full of loudmouth, ambitious entrepreneurs you know all ready to take the ball by the horns then it would be a crazy place so yeah. people need to be different and that's fine but like i said i don't i don't have a go at people for being bland or no. or whatever so don't have a go at me for the way i am i've uh, i had it especially growing up from when i was younger of um being branded certain kind of aspects because i was ambitious because i was strong mm. as well because i had a very strong mindset to a certain extent through circumstances mm. <clears throat> um, and because I was ambitious and because I really wanted to get somewhere in life mm. and then I was like it was the constant things like well you got your head in the clouds as if like especially because I'm a little bit older than you it was almost like well you're kind of like trying to get way above your station oh, yeah and then at the other side of it was being criticized for how my personality was mm. and almost being attacked for that and I used to think well why do we do that? Mm. I mean, I'm all for empowering and inspiring. And obviously yeah. with five girls, I'm yeah. going to need to be. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've got my own Spice Girls clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a lot of, hi, everybody. We've got a lot of love going on there. So thank you. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's really, I think it was very misconstrued mm. to be be calling you kind of aggressive. Do you know what I think? I don't think people that are out there taking calculated risks to change their life have their head in the clouds. I think people that do the same job day in, day out and then worry about their finances every month and still have the same amount every month, they're the ones with their head in the clouds. Yeah. Like, I refuse to have the same job bringing me the same amount of money if I'm not financially okay. So you def most certainly do not have your head in the clouds if you are ambitious and you're trying to change your life. You have your head in the clouds if you're staying in the same safe position that is not bringing any benefit to your life. Yeah. I had a conversation with a... a a lovely lady yesterday about we're potentially joint venturing um, some properties in Cyprus which is exciting and um, I was talking to her about this and she said she came from a family you know like like us that they she's a doctor she's trained to be a doctor and she's been yeah. doing it for a long time and now she's decided that actually property is giving her more freedom mm -hmm. and she has young children uh, like like yeah. I do like we do and, and you um, want to spend time with them yeah and I said to her okay like me, I studied law and I always wanted to be a lawyer. But just because you study that, that's great. And you're always going to have that knowledge. But she said a lot of her doctor friends and her family are saying, how can you have studied for seven years and now you want to give it up? Because she now has children yeah. and she wants to be with her children. And she doesn't want to work all the hours God sends to just be able to make... I mean, she'll be on okay money. But yeah. if you are making more money from property or a business or from doing something from home, just because society tells you that having being a doctor on your CV looks good. Yeah, doesn't... Your CV's not paying your bills. No. Those people judging you are not paying your bills. No, their opinions are paying your bills. If we're going to keep it real, which I love to keep it real, if you're in debt but you're a doctor, stop being a doctor. Yeah. Get out and do something different or be a doctor and have a side hustle. I am yeah. a huge fan of people having side hustles. If you're working nine till five, but you're really good at crochet, have an online website where you sell crochet. I don't know why I thought of crochet. It just came to my mind. I'm educated. <laughs> what can I, say? Um, I mean, if you're good at playing PlayStation games, uh, do something to monetize that. Whatever you like to do alongside your nine till five, do it, but monetize it. And you can pretty much, when I go and speak at schools, I ask them in the in the audience, that like the year nines, year tens, what do you like to do? And they yeah. say, oh, I like to do skateboarding. I like to do this. And we literally reel off six, seven, eight ways of making money through skateboarding. Yeah. And if year nine and year tens can figure out how to make money from their hobby, then why are adults not figuring that out? I think it's just because we've been so conditioned to think that we need to fit in these little boxes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I also think, you know, if you've studied, 
for six, seven years to be a doctor and you change your mind because you've just learned that there's a better way. Yeah. You know, um, the uh, definition of in insanity, yeah. as far as Einstein is concerned, yeah, exactly, is doing the same thing all the time and expecting a different result. And we've been conditioned to think that what we need to do is X, Y, and Z, whereas actually that's not always the best mm -hmm. way to go. Yeah. And I find that, I mean, maybe the same for you within your mentoring, that I come across female entrepreneurs and they are so stuck because they believe that they have to follow certain pathways mm -hmm. that it's it's stopping their progression, it's stopping yeah. their growth. Yeah. And they could have been successful years before yeah. if they'd have just taken the risk, which they know feel aligned to them yeah. and they know that they want to do, but it's almost like they're waiting for somebody to go you know what it's okay That's Khadija, you go and do it you yeah. do it yeah. yeah exactly well it's like for months I've been looking for an au pair and I've not been actively looking but I've been dabbling yeah and I've decided that you know I do I need an au pair yeah I also get my laundry done most of the time by a laundrette in the town and I take full-on big bin bags full and I remember when I started telling people particularly people that, I, that I've grown up with family friends I say oh yeah no I don't do my washing take it to the laundrette and they say what you don't do what why would you waste money on that yeah. no 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 people I'm spending time doing the things that are making me money doing the laundry day in day out spending however many hours a week doing laundry to me is not beneficial no if i choose to take my laundry to a laundrette but i'm making the money up so that i can afford to do that let me do my thing if you choose to do your laundry yourself because you want to do that and that makes you feel good do your thing i'm yeah. not judging people for having a washing machine to do their washing don't judge me for taking my washing out you know like there's certain things that if you just have to do you like that's yeah. just do what makes you and the au pair situation everyone said to me what you want someone else living in your house or you oh but have you got cameras in your house what if this what if that there's a lot of people the thing is if we grew up in the middle class or upper class society having an au pair would have been normal yeah and the people that we surrounded ourselves with would have thought that it was strange if you didn't have an au pair. Mm -hmm. Sending your children off to boarding school would be normal. Yeah. If you, if I now said to my friends and family, I'm sending Soraya off to boarding school, oh my Lord, everybody would think it was crazy. If I was upper class and said she's going to board or she's not going to boarding school, they would think it's crazy. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, finding where you fit in. No, I'm not saying that anything is better than the other, but if my life is too busy that I can't physically get everything that, done that needs to be done like laundry like little things but, but I let's just face it do you actually even enjoy it because if you I'm, don't enjoy it what's the point of doing I it i enjoy ironing really but i don't have enough okay time. that's that's insanity that's weird that's I'm like crazy. yeah I'm, that's like you need help einstein's, no. defi <laughs> einstein's definition of crazy is someone that enjoys ironing, ironing yeah absolutely um it's the one job i absolutely do detest. you yeah I'm, well open lapel offers ironing services oh, really? if you but you're yeah, the way in devon yeah. we'll have to we'll scale up yeah scale up <laughs> should we see if we've got any comments make sure you're putting through any questions that you want to ask as well there's a lot of people hi hi how are the girls rita said good Aww. thank you um, can't see Khadija at all. Sorry, I'm back in. Yeah, there. we can't really see Khadija. Amazing ladies, <laughs> Khadija. You saw. Oh, you saw. Where are you? Oh, hi. Thanks. You saw. What a great. I think that's like Essex slang for you're right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, good. Peterborough is a fantastic place. It is. <laughs> um, okay. Always hustling. Love it, Khadija. You're making me hustle very hard to get hold of you. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> Um, Love that. <clears throat> what have we got on this one? Oh, that was Instagram, isn't it? That one's yeah. on Instagram. Okay, so here we go. Facebook. I got that one on Instagram. We've got Facebook. The, my one on Facebook, unfortunately, doesn't always show um, the comments, which is really annoying. Oh, Laura. But so, I'll try and bring that up. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll sort yeah. Of. Laura put mums and dads in business rock. I've been able to give my full time, give up my full time job after eight years and now have my own online business, which I far exceed my previous income. But I work around my family life, which that's amazing. Laura, well done. Yeah. Yes. And it's Valenta's coffee, actually. So if you want weight loss coffee, contact Laura because I could do with that, Laura. So best get in touch. Yeah, it's actually really good. I mean, I started some network marketing a few. Well, 
what was it about two years ago now and um i just didn't have the time you know because yeah. with network marketing it is actually oh i'm not in again it is yep, actually um running a business you are running a business so you do have to put some energy do you and know i'm into so it. glad did you um hear all i haven't watched it so just for clarity purposes the um documentary that came out about network marketing no and it gave such a bad rep about network marketing oh no that's and you know what i wholeheartedly just i think you're always going to find people that will say that something is a scam and something doesn't work. We could say that business is a scam and it doesn't work. Because yeah. how many of us have failed? Yeah. I failed loads yeah, of time in business. Me too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've had to try different ones. But if I go back and if I'm really honest, yeah. it wasn't that the business failed. I just didn't have the right skill set at the time. The knowledge. I was so yeah. naive. Oh, me too. Like massively naive when I first started business. I was such a, like, I wait, I said to, to the lady I was on the photo yesterday, um, for the first two years of my cleaning business, I used to go to every single meet and greet myself. So I'd put the kids to bed and I would drive from here to Peterborough, which is half an hour. No one's paying for me, paying me to do this, FYI. Yeah. And I hope <laughs> that I'm going to get the contract. And I would go and be my charming self. And obviously I'm a good saleswoman, so I get like 90% conversion or whatever. Yeah. But I remember a couple of times I went and it was a two hour clean a week and I'd go and I've spent 45 minutes because I chat a lot and then we're talking and I've come home and I'm shattered and I'll send them the quotation email and they'll respond saying, oh, actually, sorry, the price is a bit more than we were looking for. And I think, oh, my Lord, I've just spent two hours of my time driving around doing all of this for what? And now yeah. I look back at my former stupid self and think, <laughs> what were you thinking? But, you know, you learn. Like I used Rob to says if you don't earn you learn yeah and you definitely do learn <laughs> I used to have people that would come and they would have the interview for the job for cleaning and I even had some literally in tears we're going to lose my house I'm going to do all this you know and I was such a people pleaser and I was like oh my gosh I mm. felt really kind of so I would I always did the training mm. so that was the one thing that in my business I stuck to be, mm. and I'll tell you why in a minute so I would do the training and I would set aside the time I'd move my schedule and be like, right, okay, well, we're going to do the training. Yeah. And then they wouldn't turn up. Yeah. And I was so naive that yeah. to begin with, I was like, oh my gosh, they must have so had an accident. Have, um, you know what the A14's like? Oh, you know, and I yeah. was living around there at that point in yeah. time. I was thinking, I'd be, and I'd call them. They wouldn't answer the phone. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they must Bless be in hospital. Them. I'd call the hospital. No, you didn't. Yes, because I was you that went. naive. I honestly was so naive. That, because I was such a hard worker. I never... Never, ever, especially when I was younger, would have let down anybody down. No. I wouldn't have gone back on an obligation. Or, no. So I didn't understand. How that, others did. Yeah, that other people would, especially if they've just like bled their heart out and they're yeah. going to lose like their house or what have you. Yeah. So yeah, I was really naive. I think being in business is great. It teaches you so much, but it's not just about learning about a business. It's learning about yourself. Mm. And I think the self-education that you have is huge. And I'm much less emotional in business. Yeah. I'm much more reflective. Uh, and I pull myself up still all the time mm. when I feel that I'm maybe being uh, a bit too emotional into things rather than reflective and objective. Yeah. Well, I never thought I was a task based human yeah I would like to say that I'm a people person like we met an, a, at an event we yeah. spoke a few times on the phone and now we're here you know yeah. like I like to say I got on with people I don't like to manage people that's the difference yeah so it's I hard. yeah no I just don't never want to do that again what I've realized about myself is I'm a great salesperson yeah um not blowing my own trumpet but I'm pretty good at selling I'm a good salesperson no I'm a good sales yeah why yeah, did I do that like, exactly, don't justify it. Really <laughs> I'm great at selling and I'm not apologetic for it I'm a good salesperson <laughs> and uh I also am pretty good at business I have yeah. the vision I have you know I I'm able, sorry, I'm a bit bugged up. I'm able to look at, you know, what's going to make... I'm very money-orientated. Yeah. And that's what... I've known that since I was younger. I had my first job when I was, like, 14 years old. And then when I was at uni, I worked three jobs. At yeah. Phones for You. Yeah. Oh, nice. You know yeah, I'm liking it. Uh, Pizza Glad you've not lost it. I'm not, maybe I can do both. Oh, oh yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Nothing but quality over here. You never thought Phones you were getting that you. today, did That's you? That's it. All for you. Phones for you, Pizza Hut and a shisha bar. I worked three of them when I was at uni. We've got, and I agree with the ironing. So, obviously, clearly, oh, you're, 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 and you're like... <laughs> I can't see up my skirt, though, can you? I'm thinking you can see. So, yeah, I worked at Phones for you, Pizza Hut and a shisha bar. And I never realised how money hungry I was, but not in a, 
not in a oh i need you know the best car or this or that i just like to have money and i think that's because you know i grew up from uh, well my mum struggled with her finances she was a single mum we were on benefits i used to get you know school meals when i was in secretary school get the ticket yeah. and stuff i couldn't go on the elaborate trips and all of that so i guess you just condition yourself that if i want something i've got to work for it yeah. so that's the thing with me i've realized i'm money hungry i've got the vision i I'm good at networking, but yeah. I don't like to manage people day to day. And I'm a salesperson. Yeah. I'm, I'm a salesperson. So now I'm able to structure my business. I downscaled the cleaning business. And actually, I've given uh, the manager of my business a share of the company now for her to scale it back up because she is amazing at managing people. Yeah. Like she is great. She's lovely. She's kind. Everyone loves her. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like that. And that's okay. That's not my, that's not where I'm destined to be. I can't, if someone said to me, you know, oh, they've got a bad tummy or whatever, I, my opinion is take some tablets and get into work. You know, I yeah. can't. So I'll let Zoe do what she's good at and I'll do what I'm good at. And that's it. I think it's so important, <clears throat> you know, for such a long period of time um, when I was very first in business, it was very much at the time when everyone was going, no, you need to work on your weaknesses that's pants absolute pants yeah. why would you do that outsource your weaknesses employ for your weaknesses yeah. work on your strengths and get better yeah go and stick to your own area yeah. of expertise it's true <clears throat> and you know what i've i've got this real bugbear as well because um in the experience that i had very first getting into business the amount of people that said you can't run two businesses successfully and that you should never run more than one business you should stay focused and i wholeheartedly disagree with that mm -hmm. as well i ran um, a crafting business it was the third most popular crafting uh, website in the whole of the uk mm, wow <clears throat> so it was huge but then when the recession hit of course, everyone stops doing their hobbies. Mm. If I'd have had more than one business, I could have rode that storm yeah. so much better. Yeah. There were other things, you know, that you learned yeah. that I could have probably done better as well. But <clears throat> you can't run two businesses or more than one business successfully if you've got the mindset that you're the person that has to do everything. Yes, yeah, so true. That's the difference. Yeah. It's yeah. not the fact you can't successfully more, run more than one business. It's if you're at the mindset that you're the person that has to do has every to single on, thing, yeah, yeah. then that's where a problem And I oh. would argue that you can't even run your own business successfully if you're of yeah. the mindset that you've got to do everything yourself. And do you know what? It's taken, it has taken me five years, pretty much. Now, I'm... Yeah. I'm the most confident. I'm so confident with JVing, so joint yeah. venturing. I could meet, like uh, the lady I was on the phone to yesterday, we're looking at doing rent to SA, so rent to serviced accommodation in Cyprus. And that was just from a post that I put out about wanting to do that and she wants to do it. And before I would have been like, oh, I can't work with someone. What if it doesn't work out? What if this, what if that? Now I'm like, no, let's do it. And if yeah. it works, great. If it doesn't, we go our separate ways. It's not exactly. the end of the world. I'm much more YOLO in life now because you only live once for those of you that don't know. <laughs> um, because I spent five years, I mean, my relationship broke down because I've had all this weight on my shoulders yeah i used to think oh wages and oh well customers complain every single customer complaint or customer email or invoice chasing i would be doing it yeah how bizarre how bizarre is that and now i'm speaking to zoe my manager said to her right well i don't want you doing the recruitment we'll get someone else to do that and i don't mm -hmm. want you doing this because we'll get someone else to do that so that frees up her time if only i told myself that five years ago yeah maybe my relationship wouldn't have broken maybe down maybe if there was a podcast like this five years ago <coughs> hallelujah so, sister. you know this Plug. is what we're like absolutely but i also want to touch back on the money situation because you know for such a long period of time i could be money orientated in earning money but my lack of self-worth oh my gosh that has massively got changed. in the way oh, oh. yeah i mean it's, it's changed, changed now. now but but it really got in the way of me mm. being very successful yeah. much much earlier and and it's really odd because if you look at the differences experiences that i've had in my life where my confidence has been high and then my confidence has been low so is my income Oh. It's been really, really interesting. The lowest time I had was in about 2015. I was running four businesses. Wow. Four businesses. I think Kaisha was around about 17. Nevaeh might have been around about three. Grace would have been about two. And Alina was about four months pregnant. Wow. <clears throat> and I literally hit rock bottom. I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown. I just had so... And I felt like all the businesses were failing. Well, they were failing, but they were failing because... In my mind, 
instead of being strategic, so I was mm. more emotional, mm. my confidence had hit rock bottom. I was panicking because I now had this new family that I needed to support and I didn't know how I was going to do that when everything was going wrong. <clears throat> and just so that for the people that don't know my story, I didn't know I was going to have more children. I'd been originally told that I couldn't have any more kids. So Nevea was like such a blessing and such a surprise and grace popped along and we were like oh, we were so excited yeah. and the lena popped along and we were like i really don't think there's a problem anymore <laughs> <clears throat> did the normal kind of precaution things and then saraya still popped along so the irony of that is not funny yeah. but at that point in time i hadn't had a plan for that yeah. many children and children are expensive they, they are, are really so expensive. expensive and all i kept thinking is as they get older I'm going to need more money. Mm. And I was so focused on that mm. that I got trapped into that, you know, shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there. you know what? Having that breakdown was almost the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Because then it stripped everything. Right back. It stripped me back. It stripped yeah. all the businesses back. And I had to look and go, well, where was I successful before? Because it wasn't like I'd never run successful businesses. Yeah. So what was I doing then that I wasn't doing now? And I realized that, I've been looking for the answer externally and the answer mm. was internally. Mm. And that's why I do so much on mindset mm. because I don't think that you can just have business strategy and be successful if you've got a mindset that keeps sabotaging everything. Yeah, a And likewise, one. you can't have the most amazing mindset mm-hmm. without the business strategy. You that's kind so of true. need bit both. You do need both. Yeah, I used to think mindset and that whole meditation stuff was so hippie woo woo but yeah. oh my god I go to bed every night I listen to ASMR mm-hmm. you know the, the whisper yeah and she crackles stuff if you don't listen to it guys try it <laughs> I thought it was creepy but it's really not you know it's so funny because I say to Great Simon energy flowing from both of you oh, oh thank, thank you, you. <laughs> I say to Simon now I, write, I go right I'm going to bed I've got to go put my Sophie Michelle shout out to Sophie Michelle ASMR and I'll lay down headphones in listen to Sophie I'm chilling but I always say it's all about my zen it's about my yeah. zen oh we're still on yeah we're still on. um and what I found about myself is I cannot surround myself with toxic people. My friend Anna no. was around earlier and we had this conversation. Yeah. And we've got to the point in our lives where toxicity, is that's how you say it, I can't be around it. And I have people in my life, very close to me as well, who, oh, life's rubbish and oh, I've got no money and oh, my job is awful and oh. Honestly, for my own sanity, I can only be in it for a maximum like half an hour, an hour. I'll be that supportive like, oh, you'll be fine. Let me help you. How can I do this? I used to spend my entire life helping others and emotionally exhausting myself because I was putting so much into other people who actually their mindset isn't changing, hasn't changed. And I really don't have the time or capacity to surround myself with people like that. No, and I think it's also really important to know that actually sometimes helping is not helping. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you're enabling behaviour that that person needs to realise that they're going through. For themselves. Yeah, and if you can step back um, instead of trying to fix it... Yeah then they can do that for them. Because you can never change another person. No. Ever. You can no. inspire, you can empower, you can show them by being the example, but you can never change another person. Just always be glass half full, people. I think, you know, we're blessed. Just be yeah. blessed. Every day you get up, be blessed for the air that you've just taken, you know. Be blessed for the water you're drinking. That's what my mindset has changed. I don't want to be surrounded by people that are poor me, poor me. I want to be surrounded by people that are grateful for every moment that they get on this planet and that's the type of people that I want to be around. But when you say about self-worth, so the conversation I had yesterday as well uh, with this lady on the phone, um, we were talking about people messaging and asking for some of our time. And so obviously since The Apprentice I've had a lot of people reach out to me and thank you all for doing that. And I'm sorry you know I try to respond to all of you or my VA tries to respond to all of you but I can't physically speak to every single person and so one thing that I used to think before I was in this position is that I'd I'd reached out to some entrepreneurs and I didn't get responses back and I thought they were so rude like how dare they (laughs) who do they think they are (laughs) not responding to little old me and my one-man band business do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and now I'm in that position 
it's hard and you really do so what I do now is if somebody says to me Khadija I've got a business I could really do with your help I say okay great I have a mentorship program which doesn't cost a lot because I've just introduced it and I really want to help people so I send them that information if they're interested we'll set up a 10 minute call if they're not interested I might say okay so you're not in that place right now I'm really sorry I have a lot of projects myself send me maybe two bullet points of things that you're really struggling with and I'll try to find the time to respond but I don't commit myself to anything yeah ultimately you know I get when you're a small startup and you're one man banner, you're reaching for people to help you. But there are ways, um, there are ways of being able to afford mentorship and training. It's just when you're a one man band and your business is small, you don't realise that there are ways to do it. Exactly. For one, training is tax deductible yeah. and uh, education and business is tax deductible. So that's one thing. I mean, putting it on a business credit card to benefit the scaling of your business is something that my mindset used to be so closed. So I didn't even think about that. I thought when I heard people were spending £10,000 on a course or £3,000 on a mentorship, I thought they were actually mental. But actually, the reality is, how much quicker can your business grow if you have someone that's been there, done it, got the T-shirt? A hundred percent. Or you have someone that's paid all of that money to educate themselves and now can teach you that education for a margin of what they paid for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And if, you, uh, if you're in debt or if you don't have, if, like, if you literally don't have the resources to be able to do that, there's so much free information. I have my free Facebook group, which I still do a biz clinic on there every Friday. You can tell me any of your business issues or your mindset issues and I will go through them. But there's, <laughs> I call it like almost like your step ladder. If you want that, that's available to you and you can get that for free. And I'm happy to do that because I also want to give back. But if you want more and if you need specific, then I've got the next step for mm -hmm. you to be able to do that. And that's like a paid program because I cannot constantly give all of my time for that's free right. mm -hmm. because then it doesn't really benefit the people that really want to grow and scale and want to support their family i am such an advocate for people trying to have their own business so that they can support their family because if you support a family you change their life you change the children's lives you've got you change society everything in and around it it's like such a knock-on effect but if you just give all your stuff for free you've had mind you yeah minute kind of impact. a little bit yeah yeah and i'm not so here true. to make a, a small a impact yeah. i am here to make a big impact you heard it guys <laughs> right have we got any more comments on here okay not so much on mine what about on insert haven't sometimes you have to be selfish someone said yeah absolutely insert. and i get that too uh we've got lots of people on here hi everyone. yeah hey um I'm looking to start a business. How do I go about finding a good accountant? Okay, so I had a uh, a mentee, a potential mentee, and we had our 10-minute conversation. And um, the turnover of her business was about £700 a month. And so I said, and, and she was spending hundred around about £100 a month on an accountant. My answer to all of you is if you're at a startup stage and your turnover is of that, um, then you don't need one to start off with. You no. need maybe someone to guide you in the right direction, but actually even an accountant will tell you, you could use Xero. So my my accountant software of choice is Xero, X-E-R-O. I hope this is helping you all. So Xero, you can link it up to your business bank account and then you reconcile things. For the first two and a half years of my cleaning business, I didn't have an accountant. Obviously at your end of year accounts, I did make some mistakes. So I would say for your end of year accounts, make sure that you do have it overseen by an accountant. But if you're using Xero, um, you you will literally be able so if you went to kfc for instance or you went out for dinner you would reconcile that into a certain place if you have vehicles on finance or lease or insurance you can reconcile it as that so then when you look at the end of the year of your accounts it says how much you've spent on various different things what's salary what's cars what's this what's that um so if you are just starting out the first thing i would say to you is sign up to zero is 15 pound a month i think for one user and you could put all your employees on there all their information it links up to hr MRC, I yeah zero for me. Yeah, and I uh, I've used different ones. I've used Sage One. Uh, I used to use back in the day because I'm that old Sage Line Fifty when I had uh, a much larger stuff. 
Uh, <clears throat> Sage QuickBooks is another really good one. But actually, even certain banks now, if you're a new startup, then always try and get um, business free banking for at least two years. And a number of them have now got um, accountancy packages that mean that you can use that. It won't cost you any money. It's still linked to HMRC. gives you the facility to take pictures of your receipts. So that's all covered. Yeah. <clears throat> and I that's that probably one. the biggest one. If you're a startup, it's not just about... Um, taking care of your um, online transactions because that's actually a fairly easy thing to do. Mm. Keeping your receipts. Mm. Like, did you do that? I was rubbish at that when I, I very first started. See, my opinion on this is different. I don't think your receipts are important until you're VAT registered. Oh, when you are. No, not if you've got zero. We never needed to keep any, to be fair. Yeah, it's all you, online. I know a number of people that have been audited. Audited. Even before you've got to VAT registered. Mm, we kept them, don't get yeah. me wrong, but everything was through zero. Yeah. And even if you're audited, like, from my point of view, is that, like, we're not in the dark ages. Like, what is no. the point of and the waste has... of paper? <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, don't do anything illegal. But um, no, with these kind advice. of... The thing is, I think the whole world is going to change soon. I think yeah. this whole keeping well, receipts... Even, even VAT is, is now, like, all digital. School. It's old yeah. school. It's school. Like, like having files and books is so old school. Yeah. My business is all Dropbox, yeah. zero, emails, online, marketing emails. Like, I think G Suite for business, honestly, I could, be, I could not be without that. £3 a month or £3.96, yeah, so, so you've got your domain. Yeah. Eventually, so I think, you know, when I walk into an office, I've got to be honest, when I walk into an office now, it could be an estate agent or whatever, anybody's office, if I see files, you know, but just loads of files of yeah. paper gives me the heebie-jeebies why do we have that why we are in the modern like look at the things that you could do with your phone and technology and yet we're still printed out contracts yeah no we've signed up to you, we're e-signing everything these days everything yeah, is going to be online I, I think there's a number of different aspects so it is really important to make sure that we are taking care of the planet so mm being like um conscious that we can do more things yeah. digitally is really good but i'm also going to do the devil's advocate that you have to back everything up especially if you need anything legally if there is anything like health like health oh, industries but you like, could yeah. back it up on a server in china no, and no, it no, would can't. be safer but no, the can't. online GDPR. stuff yeah but it would be online it's no i'm not talking about gdpr i'm not talking about like marketing emails i'm talking about like backing up stuff gdpr no, if having people's emails in a folder or bank account details or whatever yeah. in paper form to me, is much more accessible than having something backed up on a server or a hard drive somewhere yeah. else in a secure location. You're not yeah, just exactly. going to send it to That's a... That's what I yeah. I'm not <laughs> sending it to a random guy that runs a market in China. I'm talking about, like, security. I don't see how anybody could say that paper, having people's details on paper, is is so easy to break into someone's window and smash in. Digital, digitally online, I think, personally, is safer. But, yeah. you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. No, I just I think... am not a fan of paper. I don't have business cards. I don't have paper. I don't have my co my employees now are not signing physical contracts. Everything is done online. I just I can't stand it. And that's my opinion, guys. Like, I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, challenge me, please. Write a comment and say something. I just can't stand people printing stuff. I just don't yeah. like it. There's, <laughs> there's, yeah, and I think it, it will also depend on what industry. But I think that we are luckily in an age now where it isn't required so much. Like I said, even HMRC with VAT now going digital, that's like a huge shift, a yeah. huge shift. Yeah. And that gets rid of it, because otherwise you were having to keep your blimmin' records for like three years. Yeah. That's a lot of paper that I mean, that at that point, when you're at that point, though, my accountant does all that. Yeah. Like, I'm not keeping any paper or doing any of that. Like, that's over to my accountant. Yeah. But equally, you don't physically need to keep the receipt you have receipt bank where you take a photo of it as long yeah. as you've got a photo of it that is exactly important and that's, so that's take the a point. photo of your receipt and then discard of it recycling or whatever yeah but there's no need for these huge gigantic chest of drawers treasure chests like it's just not necessary the accountant has what they need to make that happen but yeah. you get it's is it receipt bank or whatever i think you can you can even have that on um khadija any plans of writing a book no because it's paper involved audible only. <laughs> oh, you got Kindle? You can do you it that way. Kindle. Yeah. Everything's going to be online, people. Um, 
No, honestly, I have thought about writing a book. Khadija can be my aggressive solicitor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I Love will that. be your aggressive solicitor. So what do you think? Like, let's, let's do some tips now before yeah. we finish up. What do you think that you really wish you had known about business that you know now? Oh, that is good. Okay, so I had dinner with um, some very successful people like last year, mm-hmm. and one of the gents that had sold a business for 20 million, and the best thing he said to me is, very blunt, like me, I've realised, the more I watch my Facebook Lives, I realise how I come across, but whatever, it's who I am. <laughs> Most of the time you'll notice I have a little smirk. I'm very blunt, but I do it with my kids. I go, Surveyor, as she knows, but she knows I'm a little bit joking. Um, Just need to point this out because my audience is going to get very confused. Oh, we both have We both have a daughter called Soraya. Yeah, yeah, we both have Soraya. Um, So he said to me, Khadija, money is just a commodity. Yeah. And I was like, what what do you mean? He said, you've been on a TV show. People know who you are. Money is a commodity. Make some. I thought, it's all right for him to say. He's got £20 million. He's just sold a business, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, when you're a startup or you're at the beginning of your business, you look at making money in a very different way to once you are making money. Yeah. And this is what I've realised is that... And I it's used very to, emotional. It's so emotional. I used yeah. to break down all the time over wages. I can't remember the last time I had a breakdown no. over money or wages or whatever. It just doesn't happen anymore because I I realise how easy it is to make it now. Yeah. And I am very blessed for the opportunities that I've had. But if you can... I don't know. I don't know. The best thing. The best thing I've learned is that money comes and goes. Yeah. And I've lost money and I've made money and you always will have that hunger for it. But I wish I could have told my almost 30 year old self now when I was 25 and starting the business that not to get so emotionally absorbed by it. You know, I used to kick off at Simon. He'd walk in the door and I'd be like, oh, my God. And a customer's complained. And I used to cry when a customer complained. Like, I, I would rant at the team and then I would cry. I would cry if an employee said something about me. I would get emotional about any, everything. I mean, it wasn't that long ago I had an ex-employee posting on my Facebook page saying that I am the worst employer and I'm this, that and the other. And I cried and I couldn't really eat. And she tried taking me to a tribunal and HMRC and all this. And now... I look at it and I think, oh, well, it happened. Oh, well, I deal with it when it happens. This way that I am now, I wish I'd been like this for the last five years. Like, there's no point in crying over spilt milk. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you've done something wrong, you've done it wrong. Hold your hands up and move on. The thing with me is everything I do is honest, it's genuine, and I'm honestly just trying to change my life and change other people's lives. What do you think shifted to help you get that mindset that you're now in? I don't know, because it wasn't even that long ago that I had that whole HMRC drama. I mean, I still have, it's still ongoing. I'm still having things. I think when it gets the worst that it could ever get to. And you realise that, that you're still living and I'm it's really still not here. that bad. And that's it. <laughs> so when my relationship broke down and I was a, a single mum, heavily pregnant, and, you know, my partner had had an affair... I thought that was it. I was done. But I still carried on driving my van, heavily pregnant, and dropping cleaning staff out to jobs. When that bad review was on my Facebook page and I had ACAS or whatever, I'm still here. And if I've done something wrong, I'll hold my hands up, but I'm still trying, you know. I'm still recruiting. I'm still scaling. I'm still doing things. When I started my street food business, Tahini's, and... I got a loan for it and then I got asked to go to Glastonbury and I got five out of five food hygiene. We went all the way to Cornwall and got an old 1986 van that cost me three grand. And then I got a a startup, Virgin startup loan to do it up. And um, I mean, I at that point would have said you can't have two businesses at the same time. But that wasn't anything to do with the two businesses, they were great businesses. Opal Appel, great. Tahini's, great. Great food, great service, everything great. What wasn't achievable was the fact that I had a two-year-old and a newborn and yeah. could not physically prepare food on a weekend after running a cleaning business a mm-hmm. week. So what you said was completely right. But when I sold that van, I sold it for £8,000 and I'd invested just under thirty grand into it. At that wow. point... I thought, oh my goodness, I am awful. I'm trying really hard not to swear. I am awful at business. I don't know what I'm doing. I lost money. I'm an idiot. 
I shouldn't have done it. Why did it? And and we've had arguments where Simon's called me these things and said, well, you bit off more than you could chew. You're a jack of all trades, master of none. You know, oh, we all I don't do think it. he's on, but we there's are, like another person we'll be listening it. going We all do it. Come on, let's be honest. In yeah. a row, you always pick at somebody's weaknesses and then I'll probably say something about... No, I'm not even going to say it, but I'll say nasty things to him too. And, um, you know... that's also how I felt when I was at that breaking point. I felt like I'd failed, that I was doing it all wrong, that I didn't know what I was doing. You suddenly feel as though you've lost all the education. Yeah. And was it similar for you? Because I know that I suddenly came round to the point of going, hang on a second, it's not all... A failure. Yeah. No, people say... section exactly was. so so I, i've been reflecting on this lately and um simon said to me like we were talking about it and i said do you know what if i had to do it all over again i would still do it yeah i would still have yeah. the debt i would still do it because i took a ruckety old rusty van from Cornwall on a 30 hour road trip and it was the so much fun and I got a van and it got ripped out and an industrial uh, like system went in we had hot running water from a 1986 camper we went and did food festivals and weddings I got five out the council came to my drive and I got five out of five food hygiene I did my level three to basically be like a chef I was making kofta kebabs and halloumi wraps that people were loving and now I've realized that I really love cooking so I want to like do something with that again so would I would I take it back because of the financial strain of it? No way. Never. No, but I, I wonder if you smarter. Would, yeah, I was gonna say that. I would be smarter and I wouldn't have done it at that time. Yeah. Like it's a bit, you know, I that was the epitome of me having the shiny penny syndrome mm-hmm. and realising that, oh my god, a kufta kebab will te- it'll cost me fifty P to make and I can sell it for five ninety nine. Terrific. But you can't sell anything if you're at home breastfeeding your newborn yeah. you know what I mean like sorry to be so vivid but that's the reality like you need to this is why when people have said to me uh beforehand oh the amount of times that people said to me uh well if you just stop doing your business online and if you just go out and network a lot more I'm like and at that point in time bearing in mind that my youngest children are seven six four and three and it's only recently that Saraya is now in nursery that I've got the flexibility of being able to do like how on earth did you expect me to be able to keep going out and about when I need to go and pick them up from school or maybe I should have had the au pair actually I think an au pair probably would have quit actually with yeah. the amount of children I've Mate, got you could have got one. mindset we we'll yeah. get two yeah exactly it's all about yeah. mindset so definitely that way and in my mindset at that point in time it was very much well how am I going to be able to do that when I've got this kind of situation and also I didn't have children because I didn't want to spend time with them mm. now I have a slightly different view I am happy for other people to look after my children Mm. because when we come together the quality of time that we have is so much better Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not overtired Mm -hmm. because they're not taking me for granted Mm -hmm. because they've missed me and I don't Mm. think we should underestimate that we often think we beat ourselves up as parents of like ever spending any time away from our children and actually when I do go and spend time like I'm not going to see them now until probably Saturday morning and today is Tuesday for reflection on the actual podcast. Yeah. Um, but when I go back, they'll be like so excited. Yeah. And then it's and quality. Then, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Rather than don't do that, get down off there, don't help yourself, stop getting that lolly. You don't put that in the bin. 24 7. Yeah. So I want to finish up the podcast with yes. a few more kind of tips. So we mentioned that probably you would have preferred not to have been so emotional, which yes. I definitely think I wish I'd have. Yeah learn a little bit more and actually i think one of the things that i really wish i had understood so much sooner was that it's okay to not do everything perfectly it's okay to mess up it's yeah and okay i would to add, learn i would add to that it's okay to share your failures yes because i would hide everything so really? to the outside yeah. everyone thought it was great but in the inside i was actually, struggling on my own yeah and i think yeah. maybe my i was okay sharing failures that i'd made in business i tell you the thing that I found really hard to share was how I felt. Mm. You know, it took such a long period of time for me to say, actually, I'm not okay. Yeah. I am 
struggle. I didn't That's ever like want to. I didn't want to like say that. that I was struggling as a parent. Because I felt a weird, weird thought process. No, yeah, that's but social services that it, are coming out. Yeah, take my kids away. I thought that all the time. I still think that now sometimes. Oh, God, she's gone to school with a black eye because her friend threw a doll at her before we left. She was for a holiday. And uh, she's gone to school with a black eye immediately. As a parent, you think, oh, social services, you know, yeah. like you can't help it. That's I thought, yeah. So I kind of didn't want to say that I was struggling as a parent because I thought that they would think that I was a really rubbish parent, then they would take my kids away. Mm. And so that was a huge fear, mm. a really big fear. Mm. And also, I think that I had this really big fear that I didn't want to be like my mum. Mm. Like, not the most emotionally rounded person. Mm. And so I kind of thought, if I'm not a good mum, if I'm not holding it together all the time, does that mean that I'm going to end up being like her? Yeah. Does that like, I have a very similar Oh, story, the amount yeah. of fear that I would have. So I would hold all those things yeah. in and I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. I can, of course I can do that. No, yeah. like you need me to go and pick up all four children in different places at the same time. Of course I yeah, can do that. Yeah, yeah. Because somehow in my I head, I'm a superwoman. magical unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know? <laughs> yeah. So I think definitely being less emotional in business, um, knowing that it was okay to mess up because that's a learning process and that doesn't mean to say that you failed. Yeah, I have a so very true. strong opinion on that. Yeah. And also thinking that it's, uh, or knowing that it's okay to say that you're not okay mentally. Yeah, yeah. I think I, they would probably be my top three. Actually, I'm going to add another one. So they'll probably be my top three and my next one would be that it's also okay to go and ask for advice mm -hmm. you know for the longest of times I kind of felt like I needed to know everything mm. I have over educated on so many areas of business it's unreal uh, see I'm the opposite I blag it and fake it till I make it <laughs> I like that though I, like I pretend that. I know stuff that I probably don't know as much as I probably should but yeah. it gets me to where I need to go so yeah and then you meet the people because you attract and them then they and tell then you me. get like exactly that's it and then so. they tell me and it's easier than me reading a book. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I do educate myself to a degree, but equally I prefer to learn things through human beings and having yeah. a conversation and then learning stuff from them, you know? So, um, yeah. Any more you want to add? I would just say to always prioritise yourself and your income. So yeah. I didn't pay myself for like three years. Don't ever put everybody else first and yourself last. Even... Mm -hmm like entrepreneurs that I know have always said, pay yourself first. Yeah. You need to pay yourself first because that's what we used to argue about, it used to cause me stress. I would work all these hours for everybody else to get paid on payday and for me to not. Yeah. Another tip I would say, if you are in a services type business, um, like my cleaning business and you have a lot of employees, keep everybody at arm's length. Mm -hmm. I got way too involved and way too friendly with people and naturally what ends up happening is people take your kindness for granted yeah. and um and it's actually the ones and that's when it hurts the most because you've done a lot for them you've given them school hour shifts you've taken their kids out for the day you've even looked after each other's kids you know the business starts to feel like a family but in reality these people just want to get paid at the end of the month and so that's not everyone that's some of them yeah. and so just Keep and you still need length. to be the, you still need to be the employer. Yeah, need to if be you, the employer. You, if you shift don't that dynamic, yeah, yeah, don't exactly. be. I mean, equally though, I do have um, two two employees that actually are now my my uh, three. I would say my best friends, and one of which runs the business for me. So it's uh, just I don't know. Maybe just check people have out first. Have that balance, mm -hmm. yeah. And and you know, Zoe's been working for me now for like three years, so it takes time to build up that trust. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. Keep people at arm's length. Cool. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Me too. I feel like we might need to do this again because like you and I could probably talk forever. Keep going. Like, I yeah, know. Exactly. Literally, we'll keep going. <laughs> I was podcast. like, yeah, my podcasts are like half an hour. We've been over an hour already. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So no, but it was great. Thank you yeah. so much. No worries. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.